Welcome to Diving to Deep Waters. I'm your host, Erin Rowling, and I'm excited and honored that you have tuned in to today's podcast. We're going to take life, people, real life, and life often gives us a lot of lessons, and so that's what we do here. We just take our life, we turn it into lessons, and <laughs> I'm inviting you into that with me, and we're going to dive in and use God's word to navigate these deep waters that we are diving into. So welcome. It's kind of weird because um, I'm actually recording in a different space today um, because our whole house is torn up. (laughs) We're getting new floors put in, which yay, so exciting. My kids are struggling a little bit with the, the change, um, I don't know. I think kids just like things to stay the same, or at least my kids do. Maybe other kids don't, but my kids, they kind of like what's going on. And so, um, even though I'm like that carpet in our house is just, who knows what's in it. And actually as they were ripping it up, um, to put in the new flooring, my allergies, sinuses, all that stuff just like flared up massively because I'm sure there's a lot of gunk in there. And uh, our one daughter called us and she was like, mom, did you save the green carpet for me? And I was like, you don't want it. Trust me, it has a ton of stuff in it. And there was a long pause on the phone because she's not happy with us. (laughs) We didn't save it for her. I'm sorry, Liz, we did not save the carpet for you. But anyways, so um, there was a lot of banging and crashing and just stuff going on and there's no way I could even concentrate to record this podcast at home. So I came to our church and so it's nice and quiet. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully nobody walks in on me or anything like that. Um, but so that's, that's, that's what's going on for today. Um, I know some of you have been on this podcast journey with me for a while and you may remember me talking about, um, debating about changing hairdressers. Yes, I know first world problems, but let me tell you what. Ugh, I I should have done it. <laughs> I totally should have done it. I got my hair done last week, and let's just say I did not order up a side of fried hair. Like I I don't know. Like I know I could see a little bit when I was there, but you know it's different like when you go home and you wash your hair and I was even careful like drying it because I knew that it was, you know, kind of a problem there. But it's significantly fried, which I washed out on a Sunday morning. And then I had to like cut some of the hair off. And you may have also remembered me talking about a side part or a middle part down my hair that I will never do it. Well, guess what, people? I had to do it on Sunday because I had to hide the fried hair. (laughs) So... Guess who's joined the middle part club? Me. And not not because I wanted to, because I had to, which is kind of funny because Abby on Sunday morning was like, mom, let me see your hair. And I was like, I had to go down the middle, Abby, because I had to hide my hair. And she was like, oh, I like it. I like it a lot. I definitely think you should wear your hair like that. So that was encouraging to me before I went to church and felt like, ugh, I don't know. I'm still not sure it's me, but... Girls got to do what a girl's got to do. And I know you're probably like, why is she sharing this with me? Listen, my husband does not have any hair. So for me to like, when I told him that some of my hair was fried, 
he just didn't get it. As much as he would like to try to get it, he just doesn't get it. So I had to talk to my friends, my my podcast world, because um, some of you get it. Some of you get changing hairdressers. Some of you get fried hair. Some of you, ugh, things we, I know, real life problems, right? Ugh, but anyway, so I just had to get that off my chest. Um, also, I wanted to give you an update because this is kind of cool. Um, I The guy I shared about last week in my podcast, I'm going to call him the Yes Lord guy. That's his new name. I don't think I shared his name. And he's probably like, don't say my name. Don't say my name. Because I found out he actually listens to the podcast. Hi. Hi, Yes Lord man. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call you. Um, but it's so cool because this last Sunday, one of my main singers, uh, that's a guy, it was not able to be there. And so um, this other guy was like, hey, you know, can you practice with us? And I was like, hey, would you consider actually singing with us for service? And he said, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And I was like, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And he was like, but you don't need to bring any recognition to me. Like, you don't need to say my name. And you don't need to say, look who joined the worship team this week. And I was fully going into worship service thinking, okay, yeah, I don't need to do that. I'm going to respect that. Here's the thing, though. I never know what's going to come to me when I'm doing worship. Like, what I'm going to, you know. I just kind of try to listen to the Spirit and see what He wants to do. And so there was a point I just felt like to encourage people to just say, yes, Lord. Obviously, it'd been on my heart last week because that's what my whole podcast was about was yes, Lord. So I definitely felt like it was on my heart. And so I did kind of like call him out. But like, I I think I did it pretty well. Hopefully, he thinks I did it okay. Um, But it was just so cool to, to see someone responding to you know, just saying yes, Lord, in in their life. And I don't know. And I felt like it brought me so much encouragement. Hopefully it did to you when you listened to the podcast from last week. Um, But I just felt like our church body was going to really benefit from his step of faith and, and really encourage other people. And that's really what it's about, right? Life, we go through things and we can hold it all into ourselves and just kind of bottle it up and be like, oh, well, God just did this for me. But how much better to take the things that we've walked through and say, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. And so, um, yeah, I just thought that was really cool. And he's like, oh my gosh, she's talking about me again. Yes, I am, because it's cool. <laughs> um, so our worship team uh, from our church has been going to a camp called Bayshore this last week to do worship each night for their um, evening service. And they've they've asked us many times before, um, one of uh, the girls from our church, Alicia, is pr- very involved with the camp. And so when they've needed people, she's been so sweet and recommended us. And um, they've reached out and it just really hasn't worked out. But um, I got a text from her asking us. Um, they were doing a baseball, softball camp and um, the dean was new, and they were kind of changing things up, and they really needed a team, and I was like, yo, man, we can actually do it this time, so we were able to say yes, and this um, Bayshore camp, they have like tons of different kinds of camps, like I know they have a worship arts camp, a volleyball camp, 
um, like family camp and just, well, obviously a baseball, softball camp, just different kinds of sports, probably a basketball camp, I'm imagining. And, um, but for us, we were asked to do the specific um, baseball, softball, not that I know anything about those, but I do know worship, so (laughs) it worked. Um, So, uh, what did I go into? Oh, so as we were, the one of the nights we were worshiping, um, you know, we had a little pause between the songs and the kids start, start saying, can you do Oceans? Can you do the song Oceans? We really want to do the song Oceans. Now, here's the thing about that song. I, I've never led that song. I've never, I've played it, but I've never sang it, like been the, the person leading it. Uh, mainly because my daughter, um, when she was with us for worship, she always led it and she did a great job with it. Um, it's just not really in my, you know, like there's some songs you really love to sing for me eh. and just, and when she left, it kind of was fading away the song, you know, songs come and go. And so we just never really have done it. And, um, so (laughs) as they were chanting, can you do oceans? You know, like, I'm like, well, maybe we'll do it another night. When in my mind, in my heart, I was like, I do not want to do that song at all. Like, I just, I don't know, just wasn't feeling it, didn't want to do it. And also, like, I'm kind of a person of like, I like to have a plan. I can also be last minute with my plans, but I still have a plan. No matter how the plan gets there, people, I have a plan. (laughs) And so I had picked out like a ton of songs for the whole week and then figured we'll kind of figure out how you know, which songs we use which night by like how the kids react to different songs because we don't really know them and we don't know what they're into or any of those things. And so I'm thinking as they're chanting, please do Oceans. I'm like, I did not pick Oceans. So uh, we are not doing that song. Um, But uh, the thing is, is, you know, on top of it, you know, for me, this camp is late at night. So we, they start worship at like, they start the like, they kind of get the kids pumped up. If you've ever been to camp, you know, it starts at 830 at night, not in the morning at night. And then by nine, you're kind of doing worship or close to that. And so we've been, and we're like an hour away from the camp. So we're like driving there and driving home because some of my team has to like, you know, one of the guys, he has to be up at four in the morning. So it's a lot. It's, it's, you know, messing with all of our sleeps and everything. And, uh, so the, after they had asked us to do oceans the next morning, I was like, oh, I actually get to sleep in a little bit. Cause Paul had moved our staff meeting back an hour. So I was going to get a little extra time in the morning just to kind of recuperate or whatever. But wouldn't you know it, wouldn't you know it? God was like, Hey, Let's um wake up Erin with the song Oceans in her head, which can you like, t- have you ever done that? Like you wake up with a song and you cannot get it out of your head and Oceans of all the songs, a song that I don't even like to sing. Like I like the song. I just don't like to lead it or don't want to lead it. Why is that in my head? And uh, not only does was the song in my head, but it, God was like, let's talk. Now, you know me. I don't talk. We don't talk in the morning. This is not 
a thing. And God creating me should know this, but you know, he's God. I'm not. <laughs> and, um, and at first I was like, okay, I'm, I'm willing to go along with this people. Okay. Okay. God, I, I will humor you and I'm willing to listen to what you want to say about this song. Cause in my mind, I'm thinking he's going to kind of just tell me what to say. Cause I'd already resolved the fact that we're going to do this song. Cause these kids really want this song. We'll do it the next night or whatever. And so I'm thinking, okay, the Lord's just going to show me like, you know, what, what I could say before this song, because I'm not a fan of singing songs for worship, just to sing them. And that goes for in our church. It goes for me personally as well. I'm, you know, there's been times I've been singing a song and thinking, I don't really feel this. And sometimes I haven't sang it. (laughs) Or I'll say in my heart, like, okay, God, I'm not on the same page of what I'm singing, but in faith, I'm believing I'm going to get there. Like, I, I think sometimes we don't think about what we're singing or, you know, we can, I don't know, it's at times it's hard to like submit ourselves fully in worship. I think we get distracted with thoughts or, um, I don't know, a lot of different things. But for me personally, it's just a passion that I have is that we, you know, when we learn a new song and I think, well, do people really know what they're singing about? You know, trying to talk it through like, this is what we're singing about. This is how we can apply it to our life or whatever. I don't know. I just think it's important. And um, that's just my approach to worship. That's how I lead worship. That's not how everyone does it, but, but that's me. And so in my mind, I was like, I don't want these kids to just sing the song Oceans. Like, oh, we love to sing the song. So we want to sing it. But I want them to sing it with intention. I want them to like connect with it and, you know, that their hearts match up with the lyrics of the song. And so, you know, as I'm laying there, kind of the story that comes to my mind. Actually, I'm going to share the lyrics first with you. Um. Some of you are like, oh, we know this song, Aaron. But maybe you don't because not everyone knows every song. And anyways, I think that the lyrics are important. I love the lyrics of this song. Um, I know it's conflicting. I don't like to lead it, but I love the lyrics. <laughs> it says, you call me out upon the water, the great unknown, where feet may fail. And there I find you in the mystery, in oceans deep, my faith will stand. Verse 2 says, Your grace abounds in deepest waters. Your sovereign hand will be my guide. Where feet may fail and fear surround me, you never failed and you won't stop now. The chorus says, And I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the wave where oceans rise. My soul will rest in your embrace for I am yours and you are mine. So I'm like thinking through the lyrics and I'm thinking about how I can encourage these kids about trusting God and learning to trust him, especially when it's hard. And then I started thinking of the story of when Jesus was walking the the water, (laughs) the water. Um, And that account is found in Matthew 14 uh, verses 22 through 32. And basically, I'm not going to read it all, but It's basically like the disciples are, you know, out on the water. Jesus had gone to pray 
and there's this storm, you know, this major storm that's happening, and the disciples are fearful, and probably rightly so. It's a storm, you know. I I don't know if you've ever been in any kind of rough waters. I mean, it's a little unnerving, but especially storm, hmm, I'm sure they'd be fearful. But then they hear the Lord say, you know, the Lord walks out to them, and they think he's a ghost, and um, he says, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And then Peter, who's on the boat, is like, okay, if it's you, Lord, you know, tell me to come to you on the water. And so Jesus says, come. He he invites him out onto the water. And at first, you know, Peter gets out and he starts walking on the water, which again, I think we read these things and like we don't even comprehend what we're reading. Like, that's nuts. I've seen like David Blaine, he's like a illusionist you know, like make people walk on water. They don't really walk on water. Like Peter really walked on water. But I mean, like, it's like, how did they do that? Well, here's a person. There's no David Blaine there to do an illusion. God's not doing an illusion. It's really happening. Peter is walking on the water. But if you know the story, you know what happens. Um, He sees the wind and he becomes afraid and he starts to sink and he calls out to Jesus and he says, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reaches out his hand and he caught him. Now, what's funny is I'm like, oh, this is good. This is good stuff, Lord. Like, thank you for like putting this in my heart. You know, this is going to be awesome to share before this song. (laughs) Hmm. It was a setup, people. It was a set up from God because (laughs) God is good at getting us in the right spot to hear what he wants to tell us. I don't know. He's he's a master at it. And he totally took my attention from the campers. Even though like, okay, when I say set up, like I thought it was only about the campers. Well, God was going to slide in some stuff that I needed to hear from myself. And he was just like, okay, Aaron, before you went to camp, you were all excited to have this opportunity. You were looking forward to it. It was just... Like you were super excited about it, which I was. I It's totally true. I was. And, you know, you have this opportunity to lead young people into, into God's presence. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I mean, it's an amazing opportunity. And he was like, I gave you this opportunity. I called you forth. And kind of like Peter had this amazing opportunity to walk on the water, right? But just like Peter, Aaron, <laughs> you saw the obstacles. Peter saw the wind. Aaron, you saw the obstacles. And the obstacles in this situation for me, the wind, if you will, for me was before we went on the first night to worship with the kids, You know, the dean was talking about the kids and like that a lot of, I was like, how many of them go to church? And he's like, you know what? I really couldn't tell you. Like, I, I'm not sure that a lot of them do, you know, we don't really know. (laughs) So I was like, oh, we're leading worship for kids who don't, um, actually go to church. Okay. So like... (laughs) Are they even going to understand what we're talking about when we're like exhorting them in the Lord or or know what we're singing about? You know, like my eyes went from like this, like amazing opportunity to just like, 
oh my goodness, what did I get? <laughs> get our worship team into, and are they going to be like, oh my gosh, Aaron, that was like pulling teeth from these kids who don't even really know what worshiping the Lord is. And I was starting to fear that they, yeah, weren't going to be engaged. And I had a lot of doubt fill me. And the Lord was like, you took your eyes off of me and you put them on yourself and your abilities and or the lack of your ability to like get these kids to worship and you didn't trust me. You totally questioned why were you at baseball softball camp? (laughs) Because like I said earlier, this camp does a lot of other camps. Like they do a worship arts camp. That's in my wheelhouse. (laughs) That's like my thing. Like worship arts camp, like that would have been in, I was, and I did. I'll be honest, when he was talking about it, I was like, why couldn't we have been asked to do worship arts camp? Without, we would have rocked that. Like these are all the thoughts that I totally had. I'm way better suited to lead worship at a worship arts camp than baseball and softball camp to kids who most likely don't go to church or if they do, they go with their grandparents once a year and there's a very few that are like solid in the faith. I mean, of course, there were kids there that know how to worship or whatever, but it seemed like that amount of kids was much less (laughs) than the kids that would actually know what like worship is or how to worship or not look at you like, and, and, and I'll be honest, I felt like they're going to look at me like I'm a crazy person because I love to worship and I express my, I'm expressive in worship and they're going to be like, who asked this crazy lady to come here? I mean, these are all the, the thoughts that were, that were in my mind. And the Lord was like, you didn't even consider that I had you exactly where I wanted you. And the next line, like, wrecked me. He said, you haven't even considered that I can trust you to lead these kids into worship. Wrecked me. Like, I'm sobbing in my bed at this point. Because, you know, it just, I didn't even think of it like that. Like that God was giving me an opportunity to lead people who didn't know who God was. And God trusted me. Like he trusted me to lead them into his presence. And that I would be able to do that. I was equipped to bring people who didn't know him and represent who Jesus was in a way that they might be able to understand. I was wrecked. (laughs) So so wrecked and cried and wept (laughs) and I wept at that thought and I wept at my lack of trust in the Lord through this situation in my lack of seeing the big picture and just believing and and again trusting trusting that he knew exactly what he was doing And you know what's so cool? That first night we got up there and we started playing and I just was like bracing myself for what was going to happen. We played that first song and I watched as they ran up to the front like a mosh pit. I mean, a kid crowd surfed. He got in trouble for it, but (laughs) 
kid totally was like crowd surfing and they were so engaged they were jumping up and down like they were jumping up and down so much that literally the on the floor that the stage our instruments like I was playing my piano while my piano was like hopping like that's the intensity that they brought into the room and I can honestly tell you it probably literally will go down as one of my favorite times of leading worship because I was literally blown away one of the girls who had been talking about um Alicia uh, she was doing signing for it and um we looked at each other at one point. We're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like they're totally engaged. And this is the thing is God is so good at, at loving us through the moments of us lacking in trust. One of my favorite parts of this story of Peter walking on the water was in verse 31. Because Peter cries out and he says, save me. And this is Jesus' response. He, this is what, how he didn't respond. He didn't say, man, Peter, you sure did blow it. <laughs> man, where, like, where's your faith? Like, I thought for sure you would have had so much more faith that you could have walked to me. Like, where's your trust? Dude, you blew it. <laughs> no, it says, immediately. Jesus reached out his hand and he caught him. There's no pause. It says immediately. And he says, then Jesus says, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Where I felt like Jesus said to to my heart, Aaron, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? As I felt that, like I felt crushed, but crushed in like the best way possible because I didn't hear those words from him with like condemnation or anger. I heard it with compassion and love and it representing and and presenting to me a very teachable moment in my life. And I, I don't really know how to explain correction from God sometimes, like it's Unless you've experienced it, it's really hard to put into words like how tender God can be in correcting us and yet us knowing, ooh, I've just been corrected by God. It's it's a very surreal moment and process and yet, I mean, I wish I was that good at correcting my kids as God is with me. Like, I need to work on that. Another podcast idea. Um, <laughs> anyways... But yeah, he, he just has a way of correcting us like no one else could. And this is the thing. This is not the end. It's, it's not, you know, God doesn't just give us one opportunity to, you know, and then just be like, okay, well, you messed that one up. I mean, look at Peter. So many, he had a lot of times of mess ups. And yet, you know, Jesus talks about building his church on him, like, he was the foundation. Peter was the foundation of the church. And so it it just shows you like we may mess up a lot with trust, but God still gives us opportunities. And in my life, um, I'm definitely faced with another opportunity to to trust him right now. And in a I mean, like this camp thing, yes, you know, I didn't trust him for sure. 
And, but it wasn't in this like massive, massive way where I feel like there's other things going on in my life where trust is being like, I'm going to have to trust the Lord in just some massive ways. Um, my mom, uh, actually, she had a, a mass in her colon last year of cancer. And she had it removed and, and actually was doing really well. And um, But she's been having some pain. My parents are terrible at telling us what's going on with their bodies. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'll get it, you know. But it kind of frustrates me. I don't know. I just would like to know. I'd like to be in the loop of what's going on with my parents. And um, she's been having some pains um, in her stomach. And so they had some scans done just to uh, check what was going on. And uh, so we've been waiting for those scans. And the scans revealed that the lining that apparently holds like all of your intestines and all that stuff um, in your body. So it's not just like floating around and you know, being able to move around it, this lining holds all of those things together. Um, I probably should have looked up the term for it, but I didn't. So if you're, you're probably listening and probably know what it's called. I do not, it starts with a P. I do know that, but I'm not even going to attempt to say what word it is because I don't know. Um, but anyways, that lining has lots of clouds of cancer, um, on it. And so it's not a good report. Um, at all. It's, it's not. Um, and you know, of course, I think when these kind of things happen in our life, man, our minds can go a million different places, right? We can, the thoughts are all over the place, you know, and, um, from the worst case scenario to the best case scenario to, um, okay, like, when I heard my stepdad say, we need a miracle, um, that kind of, I think, put the gravity of the situation uh, on my heart and just in my mind. Of course, I started crying. My mom was crying. Um, my poor stepdad, he was like, well, if we think about her dying, then yeah, it's, and I'm like, don't say that, it's my mom. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want my mom to die from cancer. <sighs> and some of you, you you know, you know those reports and you know what cancer does. And it's just, ugh, I hate cancer. But as I was sitting there and we were, you know, getting the full, you know, report, I guess. Um, you know, we also were just talking about, you know, just putting our trust. My father, my stepdad is just really good about taking the focus off of the negative and putting it on the positive and just um, putting our eyes where they need to be. And that's on the Lord. And, and so this situation with my mom is definitely providing me with an opportunity to trust, to trust in the Lord because, you know, the wind is calling my name. <laughs> you know, the negativity of the situation is, it feels like right there in front of me, but um, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to not trust him in this situation. And, um, 
you know, it was really interesting because we were, well, first of all, as I was putting this podcast together, I got a call um, or a text saying that our drummer wasn't able to drum that night. And like all the songs I had picked were like drum heavy songs. And I was like, and I just felt like the Lord was just like, just trust me, just trust me. And I told Paul what happened and I'm like, and I'm doing a podcast on trust. And he's like, oh, is God's really good at giving us opportunities whenever, you know, you do your podcast or I preach, like he gives us opportunity to kind of, you know, follow through on what we're saying. <laughs> so, which was kind of cool. There's a young man at the camp who hasn't used his gifting in a while of playing drums and he is a musician playing other things. And so just... Um, the Lord was like, you, you don't know what kind of doors I can open, you know, what I want to do with this again, what do I want? What does he want to do with it? He, he wants to do something. He sees it. And my wanting the band to sound amazing is not as significant or as important as God saying here, let me give an opportunity to this young man and let me use it to stir up what I need to stir up in this situation. And I don't know what God wants to do with that. That's between that young man and God, but I know that God allowed the opportunity to be there. So that was kind of cool. And then we went to camp that night and I'm just dreading leading ocean still though, guys, as much as it's speaking to my heart, that song, I'm still like, Oh, I don't want to do this song. And, um, we start, you know, I start just sharing them with them, you know, the things that God had put on my heart about the song. And there was a young man standing in the front who was just literally sobbing, just uncontrollably, just sobbing. And I knew that God was, you know, the things he had given me was for that young man. I didn't know what situation was going on. I didn't know what was happening with him. But he was a little bit older and to see just an older young man just allow himself to just be wrecked in God's presence was just really an overwhelming sight to see. And so I was like, okay, God, this is your song. And actually the kids basically led the song themselves. They all knew it so well. I didn't really need to even sing. All I really need to do was just play it for them. And you know, I really felt to ask the dean after worship, I said, you know, what? can I just, there was this young man in the front, he was sobbing and crying, and um, can I just ask, like, you know, is there something going on or whatever, and he said, yeah, I've, I've spent a lot of time with him, um, his mom has cancer. Oh. That's probably where I'm going to lose it. Um, yeah it wrecked me oh because I just I felt his pain and just I just felt like like God was saying I'm just I'm teaching him to trust just like I'm teaching you to trust Aaron Ugh. I want to read you the bridge of this song. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever 
you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, that my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. One of the things my mom said to me, she said, it's going to be interesting to see how God wants to use this because maybe I'm supposed to be in there receiving chemo so that I can minister to others. And that just was like, oh, you're my hero, mom. <laughs> but that's where trust. I don't know if you're struggling with trust. If you are, I am too. <laughs> But, and don't beat yourself up if you are. Because Peter did. And God didn't slam him. He just picked him up. He just picked him up. And God will do the same for you. Because I don't think even if during this situation with my mom, even if my trust is solid, it doesn't mean that the next situation that comes along in life will be super solid. I don't know, but I want to learn and I want to trust. And no matter where he takes me, no matter where, what happens, I want to trust and be solid in that. But I'm so thankful that I serve a God that even when I'm not, he is solid. So I just felt to share that with you today and just share what's going on in my life and what God's teaching me. And I just pray that it speaks to you.